This is Future Diaries, a podcast from the future, from the future. Future Diaries, the podcast that transcends space and time. I'm Mike. And I'm Antonis, and we're your hosts. Mike and I are intertemporal gliders, bringing you stories from across the multiverse to inspire better presents and better futures. In our last episode, we had the chance to reconnect with Tev Delar, our Seralodinian xenoanthropologist friend who supports our work as a multi-world wide web quilter. That's right, Mike. It was great to catch up with Tev Delar. Especially since she wanted to know more about how things work in my universe. And I was, of course, happy to share. Indeed you were, Antonis. Templar got intrigued by the previous story you shared in what would be the second episode of the second season of our show for our listeners. And decided that the best way to understand how a universe without money could work is to pay a visit. So she visited Insgrovia, and after sharing her story, she also had some questions for you, Antonis. But... I was also happy to learn even more about your universe than I thought I knew. Yeah, this was a great reminder of why I love my job as a glider, as I not only learn so much about other universes, but I also keep learning more about my own universe, thanks in part to an outsider's perspective like Tevdi Lars. She noticed, for example, that the REXP system that we use in my universe to further motivate people to do specific types of work which needs to be done does solve the problems it was created to solve, but it also ended up causing some forms of uh, social inequality that we've yet to solve. Yes, it seems that no system in the multiverse is perfect. But I'm really excited to learn more about how art works in your universe, which is the next part of Tebdalar's research. Yes, I'm super excited about that as well. So stay tuned wherever fine podcasts are distributed in your universe, dear listeners. Or become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash future diaries to be the first to hear the news. But um, what about today's episode, Mike? Ah, what a space and time to be alive, Antonis. All right. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with Amelia, a teenager from the United States of Florida, growing up under a techno-political regime gone horribly wrong. In Amelia's universe, the newly elected government came to power on a platform of building a kinder society, which sounds just like one of the utopian visions we love to share on this show from time to time. And if building a kinder society sounds innocuous enough to you, dear listeners, well, I suppose it was at first. The problem wasn't the idea of building a nicer society, but rather how they decided to implement that vision. Indeed, Antonis. You see, once this new government came to power, they began announcing the plans they'd developed to implement their vision for a kinder society. Government psychologists, medical experts, and public health officials released a plan to perform what they promised would be a quick effective, inexpensive, and painless procedure to implant a kindness gene in every citizen's brain. And that sounds amazing, Mike. A universe where kindness is something you can simply implant seems dreamy at first. But as we've learned from Amelia, things didn't go according to plan. And that's when Amelia's story takes place, after the unexpected effects of the procedures started showing up. All right. Well, shall we have a listen to Amelia's story? Absolutely. Let's roll.
Dear Diary, This morning I woke up and made myself some scrambled eggs, which, like all eggs, were stamped with the species of bird they came from. I noticed that these eggs were from a shaft-tailed finch, which is pretty common. On some rare occasions, I've gotten chicken eggs, but those are really rare nowadays. Our school textbooks say that they were the most common type of egg. Up to the middle of the 21st century, the farmers began to lament that chickens were larger than other species of birds, and so began the experiments. I didn't make myself toast at all. Toasters usually toast up a dollar with your bread, but I don't like them. Bread pops up so suddenly, and I just find them scary. Unpredictable. One of the few things that the government has left untouched. I carefully washed the dishes, then stopped by my room one last time to feed a coin cell battery to Bologna, my pet robot. They try to teach us as much as possible about technology in school without teaching us enough to be able to overthrow the government. However, they forgot about the information at the local library. We wouldn't overthrow the government anyway. The surgery performed on everybody to make them love everyone also stops us from any kind of rebellion. We all love the government too much because of it. Well, most of us anyway. Not the rejects, or meanies as everyone calls them. The ones who commit crimes despite the surgery. And that's where the boats come in. Once a month, the boats leave with the rejects on a course straight to Antarctica. Once the rejects arrive and exit the ship, the self-piloted boat sails a mile or so away before self-destructing. Nobody knows what happens to the meanies. They're supplied with coats and matches to build fires. Aside from that, they're on their own. My best friend Parker thinks that they kill each other for resources, then eat the people they killed. I think that sounds morbid. I saw a flash of neon green out my bedroom window and ran down the stairs and out the front door. I had missed the school bus. I grabbed my backpack and started jogging towards the school. I had a long five-mile run ahead of me. I arrived towards the end of my fifth class of the day. I ran into the room sweating and breathless. Everybody in the cooking classroom stood up at me, including my teacher, Mrs. Baxter. Emilio, where have you been? She said with a sigh. I <laughs> missed the bus, I replied, gulping for air. She gave me a skeptical glance before flipping her hair over her shoulder and walking amongst the tables to help people knead the bread they were making. I sat with my friends at lunch at a usual table. Only Parker was missing. I asked where he was, but was unprepared for the response I got. I was told that he was on a boat to Antarctica. It turns out that he had wanted to be a penguin for himself and had killed our classmate, Jack. I looked over to the table behind me where Jack usually sat. He wasn't there and I noticed that his friends weren't joking and laughing like they usually were. Parker wasn't the type who would want to meet a penguin this way. Finishing the rest of my classes for the day was like wading through mush. The bus ride home took me to my stop and I began to walk home. A poster suddenly blew across the street and tickled my ankle. I picked it up out of curiosity and began to read. Meet a penguin in real life. Call me for instructions. There was a phone number. I realized that Parker had likely fallen for the scam. Of course. Parker loved two things. 
animals and the concept of having to fight for himself. I knew exactly what I would hear if I called the number. All I needed to do was kill somebody I didn't like, have the opportunity to take a vacation to Antarctica, and meet the penguins. All in all, it was actually pretty clever. I just wondered who was behind it. What did Parker have against Jack, anyway? How about all afternoon, I'm about to fall asleep with some questions that will probably never be answered. Welcome to Future Diaries, Amelia. We're so glad to have you join us on the show. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. All right. So the first question I have for you is, how did everyone in your class handle the disappearance of Parker and Jack? Well, it's not that it never happens. Sure, it might not be every day, but the gossip usually only spreads for a few days before it eventually dies out. This is a downside of how our world works, and our generation has come to accept it as the kindest gene is all we've ever known. Wow. It it must be scary living with the threat of being labeled a meanie and being banished to Antarctica. How long has this been happening? But actually, can you share a bit more about the whole history of the kindness gene procedure? I'm really curious. They began this procedure shortly before I was born. So I was given the kindness gene at birth a couple of years behind my parents. The new government was fed up with wasting time and resources on a criminal justice system, so they partnered with psychologists to figure out how to make people just be kind. Other episodes of Future Diaries, you've already shared many kinds of solutions for different universes on how governments tried different systems to make societies work better. You've mentioned in some of your episodes financial incentives being used in different universes, or that REXP system in your universe, Antonis. It was actually hearing these episodes that prompted me to contact you to share my story. Who knows? Maybe your listeners can learn something you're inspired by it. Anyway, I don't know exactly how the thought process of our government went. Our teachers haven't really analyzed the motivation of our politicians behind these changes. But at one point, they did come up with something to make society better. They eventually decided to make it so everybody instantly loved each other. People began to realize that the love they were feeling might be fake. So they instantly began to distrust everyone and even their own emotions. Those who take it to the point of committing crimes are sent to Antarctica. So it's a fairly simple system to get those people out of society, really. Wow. I think the justice system in your universe will feel pretty extreme to a lot of our listeners. But so is the thought of classes continuing in school after a murder. It seems like events that may seem extreme to some of our listeners don't elicit the same strong responses from people with the kindness gene. So, I was wondering, are there events or activities that elicit strong emotional responses from people in your universe? Or are most people just fairly mellow? There are a few things for each individual person that do trigger unique emotional responses. But it's hard to say what is stronger or weaker. Like, I can't stress enough how much I'm afraid of toasters. My parents are scared of me getting sunburned, but not all concerned about me getting frostbite or hypothermia. I think Parker was always afraid of losing independence. 
I'm pretty sure Jack was afraid of two main things, getting a bad grade in school and dying. And a lot of people fear getting sent to Antarctica because of having a stronger emotional reaction to something. It seems so arbitrary what gets people sent away. But reacting to something we're afraid of is pretty normal, even if all our fears are different. Hmm. I, I also struggle to get a sense of um, scale or spectrum about the emotional responses in your universe. The way the kindness gene procedure unfolded, though, kind of reminds me of the RXP system in my universe. It was created with the best of intentions, and it does solve the problem it's supposed to, but it ends up having some unexpected negative consequences as well. The kindness gene procedure in your universe seems to have also backfired on a societal level. Why do you think that happened? Why do people come up with such innovative solutions across the multiverse and there's often a catch? My guess is that the people who came up with the kindness gene didn't realize that people don't want to be controlled too much. The first response that pops into someone's head is to be kind. They might think twice if they know the thought might not be their own. They're naturally going to want to fight anything they're forced to do. They're going to try and fight against their own thoughts. Example, we're supposed to love toast because we get money from it. But I happen to have an irrational fear of toasters. It's possible so suddenly. No warning. Don't trust them. If you ask me, you should never trust anything you can't accurately predict. Wow. Money from toast. Now having more questions. But um, to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure I can relate to that feeling of my thoughts not being my own. I have no idea how I would react to something like that. But I guess I would also end up questioning myself constantly. I don't know what I would do as a result. However, that naturally brings me to what's always our final question. What do you hope our audience will learn from your story? One interesting question from someone in my universe. I feel like you're asking me to tell you what I think your listeners should value. But from talking to you today, it seems morality in my universe is so different from yours. Hmm. I guess I'd just like your listeners to think carefully about the unintended consequences of major societal decisions. Implementing the kindness gene in our society was a popular idea when it was introduced. Current government came to power on this message of spreading kindness. But more than just affecting whether people are nice or not, this new gene has affected the way people feel or not feel about all kinds of things, not just whether they're nice or not. It has affected our society's entire moral system in ways no one would have predicted. In our case, it made things so extreme that the intensity became the new normal. So yeah, something to think hard about, I guess. Yeah, I guess we do have different moral systems. We've encountered a lot of such systems in our work as gliders, but never one quite like yours. A cautionary tone to end on indeed. Well, thanks for joining us today, Amelia. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today. And that would do it for this episode of Future Diaries. And to you, our listeners, if you appreciate what we're doing here at Future Diaries, Please don't forget to become a patron at patreon.com slash future diaries. Your financial support does help ensure a stable connection for listeners in your universe. Future Diaries patrons in your universe also get exclusive benefits, including merch, early access to podcast episodes, and extra privileges on our Discord server. And be sure to join our Discord server, where we can build a community of Future Diaries together. Please also rate and subscribe to Future Diaries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever fine podcasts are distributed in your universe. You can visit our website at futurediaries.show, where you can find additional content about us and the universes we come from, as well as subscribe to our newsletter, join our Discord server, and find other ways to connect with us here at Future Diaries. I'm Mike. And I'm Antonis. And we'll talk to you... In the future!